Welcome to Cantankerous Curmudgeons, a show all about technology, hope, hype, and reality. I'm Ray. And I'm Esteban. And we're your doubtful experts, and we're glad you're here, kind of. I mean, frankly, we're just geeks who like to hear ourselves talk and love to complain about tech stuff. Today, we're going to be shining a light on the information catastrophe. All right, let's go. I'm All really right. worried. I'm really worried. I, you know, I started researching fallout shelters, but then I realized they have a lot of masks. So, you know, that's out. I, I don't know. I think I, I'm going to sign up for the Mars thing. You know, maybe we have to move to Mars, but we're going to screw that up too. So anyway, we should, we should say what we're talking about, but I'm, I, I don't know how I'll be able to sleep ever again. Ever. I mean, when, when the word catastrophe shows up in a pseudo valid uh, journal article, you, you want to take it seriously. All right. So let's, let's tell people about what, what, what we're talking about here. So this dude, Melvin Vopson, uh, who uh, is a PhD physicist, apparently, uh, published in the American Institute of Physics Advances Journal, which is a peer-ish review journal. They have single referees who go, yeah, that looks reasonable, and stamp it, and you pay your money, and they publish your article. So it's not really a published article, but it is, and it's getting traction. So what does he talk about? He talks about how in 300 years or less <laughs> – Or less – or less, depending on the growth of information, that the number of bits that are stored are going to outnumber the number of atoms on the planet. I mean, and with that, we're going we're gonna to have so much energy taken up. It's going to be the entire world's worth of energy today just to manage our storage. <clears throat> and it's going to exceed the mass of the Earth which is a catastrophe in the I making. I can already see, I'm like looking at my screen and I see those like Japanese characters, like in the matrix. I think, you know, data is taking over me. I think I, I just, like, it's, it's starting already. If I drop, you know, you know what happened, you know? Call the I know it's, all right. So I'm going to cause your aneurysm right now because I'm going to break this down a little bit. All right. So, so Vopsen, who is a professor of physics at um, some community college in the UK at Portsmouth university, sorry. Um, or Portsmouth college. It's not even Portsmouth university. Anyway, he uses his own theory to prove. <laughs> you gotta love that. Fact, <laughs> That's yeah. Neat. Right. Right. It's, it's completely circularly redundant. All right. So he uses his own theory, this mass energy information equivalence principle that he's developed which basically says that information has literal mass. Well, right. you know, some information is really dense. Right? You know, it's really kind of, heavy, man. Like, like boring stuff is definitely denser. So, you know, there may be something to that. It's like, I got to love it, though. You got to admire the cheek of someone kind of going passive voice and saying, hey, you know, in 2019, this thing was formulated. Well, by me. <laughs> and, and it's never been proven because it can't be, right? So, so, so let's get, yeah, let's get into this, right? So he takes and says, all right, special theory of relativity, E equals MC squared. And then he does some crazy machinations with changing energy to mass and then changes mass to information using Shannon's entropy theory and substituting some weird, crazy randomness 
And then all of a sudden saying, information has mass. That's like, it. It's baloney. There's no hand waving at all. You know, it None. is all it, perfectly legit. <laughs> and, uh, you know, ultimately, we know that when you have your, um, you know, MP3 player that we all carry around, as they mentioned in one of the citations, you put all this, like, hard rock in it or you know some other devil's music that you like <laughs> it's heavy metal man it's heavy metal and then all of a sudden you feel like you know that pocket is kind of sagging a little bit right yeah. so so he even goes on to say that this is only valid for classical digital memory states and that one terabyte of information on a hard drive causes a change in mass of 2.5 times 10 to the negative 25 kilograms, which by the way, you can't measure. Yeah, but because, you know, compound interest, you know, the answer to everything is compound interest. You put that, put that in the bank and after a while, instead of a bank, you're gonna have a black hole. You know, what do you want? Oh my God, yeah, because that's the best part, right? The best part about this is he, he says, in this original theory, and then we'll get into this like information catastrophe crap. In the original principle definition, he talks about how he needs something like laser interferometer, like they use for measuring gravitational waves to measure this, to prove his theory right. But it doesn't exist. So we're just going to take it through whatever no, mathematical true. gymnastics he did. See, the, the, the measurements <laughs> are not precise enough. You know, they haven't invented that yet. <clears throat> He knows it's true, so we're just going to assume it's true, and then, you know, we're going to build a capsule and ex escape this hell, because all of a sudden, you know, it's just going to be a bunch of random bits, you know? You and I are just going to disappear. That wouldn't be so bad. what I want to know, so what I want to know is, as we're building this information, right, instead of charging by the terabyte or petabyte, I think we should charge by the gram. <laughs> and, and, and then go from there. All right, so, so, so he does this. So he does this principle. And then he publishes this paper earlier this year about the information catastrophe. Now, first of all, he breaks his own principle because he's talking about it at equilibrium. Nothing's at equilibrium. Nothing's at rest. Nothing's at the same temperature. He doesn't even talk about how data is actually stored. As well, actually, he, he sneakily assumes hard drives, which I love, you know. He talks about data storage densities of one terabit per inch square. That to me screams hard drives, right? Like of course even, it does. even if you go there, like this guy used to work for Seagate. Are you kidding me? I mean, they they're at. Five. I think the key the key is used to. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was like we should dissolve the company because we're going to kill the earth. They said, yeah, maybe, you know, time to go. All right. So, <laughs> so he completely ignores any of the actual reality of what is going on when you write data to a disk, quote unquote, you're messing with the magnetic field. You're not actually doing anything to the physical state of the matter. And that, that magnetic field, even if it does have some mass, which, there's all kinds of research out there that talks about how baloney that theory is. Not his theory, but other theories that have been talking about magnetic fields having mass. Nobody can, nobody can come to agreement. And frankly, it doesn't matter. But the point is, if we allow this kind of 
bullshit. <laughs> you said it. Research. I, I know I was really trying. Like I made it eight whole <laughs> minutes and I, and I just, I couldn't get there. If we allow this type of research to be propagated into the media, it freaks oh. people out. And if we're going to produce enough data in 150 years, like like Melvin says we're going to do, dude, could you imagine the wobble on the planet? Right? Where are all the data centers? They're in the northern hemisphere. That the Earth is going to wobble like a freaking hoopty in <laughs> Southern California with hydraulics. Yeah, 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 yeah. The lowriders. Yeah, the, oh. the orbit. Our orbit is going to get all messed up, and the wobble, and it's like, oh, it's like a Bruce Willis catastrophe movie. I mean, and maybe it's a script for that. Maybe he's like May, hey. trying to sell the story. I, I like that. I like that. Who I, all, I, all I can see is Do- Doc Brown running around going, it's heavy, man. What does it mean it's heavy? Has Earth's <laughs> gravitational field been distorted? You know, in this case, though, you know, the hero who's going to prevent all this data from getting created and thereby sort of replacing all the mass of the Earth with bits, he's going to have to be some like pasty sort of, you know, 120 pound kind of geek. And that is good, right? Because that's what we've been leading up to. We just, you know, Northern California has gotten there. We're missing Southern California. So we need Hollywood to adopt that. And then everything will be fine. I'm thinking, I'm thinking um, like Robert Carradine, Revenge of the Nerds, (laughs) you know, the, the Lewis Skolnick character. I totally think that's what we need to, to make this happen. Right. To, to free us from the burden of our data. You know, I can totally see this now, you know, the data liberation movement, right? Oh, right. So you go. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Ready? Free the biddies. It's going to be like the 60s, man. It's it's going to be hilarious. Isn't there some movie they build a uh, uh, magnetic pulse generator? It's one of these like action movies, and like it's in a crate, and they're going to oh, Ocean's Eleven, where they where they yeah, knock out all yeah, the electricity, yeah, and it's in the back yeah. of the van. Oh my EMP, god, I love that part. EMP generator. Yeah, so that's it, right? The data liberation movement is going to build a bunch of like trailer-sized, you know, EMP generators. Yes, and then we drive them right next to the data centers, and that's it, you know, free the bits. Free the bits, man, free the bits. Now, my question is, when when all this mass in the earth has been replaced by bits, and you free the bits, what happens? You know, what's the effect of that? so, so, So that's the funny thing, right? Is, is he goes through this entire explanation about entropy and free entropy and how there can be no loss of entropy. But he's adding in all of this entropy and not talking about how undoing it or deleting those bits should cancel out his previous conversation. That's chapter two. You know, we don't worry. Oh, chapter two, my <laughs> butt. It's like a bad scratch and sniff pop-up book. I love it. I, my favorite line in the whole paper is in the conclusion, he says, you know, he's going through his whole thing. It's like, these issues are valid regardless of the future developments in data storage technology. It's like, no matter what happens, I'm right. So go yeah. home and cower. So, so, so that's what I love about this. There's such bad science 
and bad math for not looking at the evolution of the future and just saying point blank that this is how it's going to be. And if we don't do something, we're all screwed. Come on now. Well, you know, I really think that like as soon as I saw this and as soon as kind of it became clear what, what this guy's trajectory has been, this is 100% the origin story of a supervillain, right? If you think about any Bond movie, right? It's like you, you, you got to have someone with these insane ideas who thinks that they've proven their ideas, but we're just too stupid. You know, the sheeple, right? They don't get it. They don't want to get it. They don't want to have their eyes open. So I'm going to totally go in my lair, right? I'm going to go in my island. I'm going to put a few sharks in my moat around my castle. And then that's lasers, lasers, lasers and and, uh, Siamese cats. right? So so I love that you're going there because this feels like a bad Austin Powers villain. Not like, (laughs) not like, not like a bad, um, James Bond villain or a bad um, <laughs> yeah it's a D-grade. bad Spider-Man <laughs> villain the villain this is this is like the D-grade villainy that's going on with this guy and he's even got the name right Melvin Vopson I know right like brother how, how does the National Enquirer not have this like they they're they're really like they're dropping the ball they they well, need this story but the, but the problem is, and, and the problem with this whole thing, and it's the same thing as we talked about last week with Stinky Miss Stinkerson doing the research about how bad <laughs> people smelled in the <laughs> Middle Ages. Yeah. Um, it, the crap's published, and it looks like it's from a valid journal. Now it's legit. And so now it's legit, and the National Enquirer can't pick it up because it actually looks like it's legit. So some dumbass has given legs to this And the worst part about all of it, Esteban, is that the man who is writing this malarkey actually has other papers that he's publishing that are actually founded on real science. And they're actually good papers. And they're actually... And so... Like uh, the the Mr. Hyde versus Dr. Jekyll, right? uh, But dude... What form he's taking. I guess, but holy crap, this is, I mean, this is like comparing, you know, apples and Volkswagens. I just want to write to this guy. I'll write him an email and it'll be subject line deduplication. Nobody hits in. <laughs> it's like, okay. Hold on. So we have 25 billion cat videos that are the same, right? We're not really storing all of them. Someone should at least do the favor to this guy of letting him know, right? That it's like he's kind of missing a big piece here. Dude, frankly, I want to go back and just say, just write down Maxwell's four equations and be done. Because you know what? There's not in any of Maxwell's equations which govern the entirety of classical storage. There's not a single mass. Well, Maxwell didn't know, right? Don't oh, shut up. Don't now now you're acting like a heretic. And 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 we're gonna do bad things to heretics. Well, but, you know, entropy, burning, burning is entropy, free the uh, you know, free the atoms too. Free right? the biddies. I know fire, I know. fire is the... cleansing. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, now we're getting a little dark, right? Because now now we're talking about just burning everything to the ground. But but this is the type of stuff that we can't tolerate. This pay to play, pay to publish these D level journals publishing crap and some referee going, yeah, that sounds about right. Instead of peer review, actual freaking science, we're wasting bits and contributing to the to the information catastrophe by publishing this guy's nonsense. I, yeah, I, I don't think he, he realized, you know, the disservice he was doing to the universe or at least the earth by doing this, right? You know, but, he put all these bits out there. And now we read them too, and that's worse. So, so if we actually weighed the bits in his, what is it, a four-page article? Uh, yeah, so let's, say it's a, let's say it's a four-page article. Let's say it's you know, 25 kilobits. That means that he has contributed a mass change somewhere in the universe on the order of 1 times 10 to the negative 30th kilograms, and we're all going to die. He said it. You know, he is like that guy who invented Skynet. He is that guy. So all of a sudden, Miles Dyson, is that what we're going to call everybody (laughs) now? Miles. Yeah. It's like he thought he was like just screwing around in a lab. It's like, yeah, all cool stuff. But, you know, in reality, it was this like piece of Terminator that someone gave him. What I want to know is what this guy is hiding, right? He's like, where did it come from? Yes. Yeah, where did it come from? Like, who came back from the future to this tiny community college in in England and handed this dude the keys to the kingdom and said, if you don't change your ways, it's not going to be air pollution. It's not going to be water pollution. It's going to be no more energy, no more power. And we're going to be too heavy, man. All the satellites are going to come crashing out of the size, out of the skies. The moon, the moon. Can you imagine the moon? If we double the mass of the earth, what's going to happen to the moon? The moon is going to spiral into the earth. It's going to get cozy. Yeah. Oh, it's going to get cozy, man. I'm, this is a catastrophe. Holy See, cow. Melvin obviously got a visit from someone from the future orbiting the earth or at least what remains of the earth right and what they want is not to have to flee right they want the mountains back you know they don't want the mountains to just be a bunch of bits and data centers covering the whole earth right just these data centers that keep growing and growing i mean i I, I I just i'm having like this existential crisis right now because it's so ridiculous. Like I'm thinking about, you know, all of all of the science fiction that I've read in my life. This is the most outlandish thing I've ever, ever heard. But I mean, like a person, I, I, 2020, you know, someone needs to make a movie out of this, right? Because like, think about it. We're all home. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. The, the weapon, the, the weapon of destruction is just like, four banks of computers and all they do is write ones. That's all they do. They just write ones and ones and ones and ones and ones and then push it to the cloud. That's it. That's all you need. There's like 12 massive S3 buckets and and he's just adding to the entropy of the universe and the weight of the earth to make it all end. And it's just so subtle that no one ever notices. No, no. You walk around like in, um, it's one of the virus movies, like 12 monkeys. Like these people are walking around, right? And the studying. Oh, 
you know, they like spray a little virus here and there and that's it. So this guy is walking around with raspberry pies, like in the hem of his pants or something. And he's like seeding bits right? <laughs> to the Wi-Fi networks that he can find. I mean, it's totally doable. Or put her in a pigeon. You totally you gotta put her in a pigeon. Yes. Yes. Information death by pigeon. I love it. I love it. I, I mean, think that's it. it's just, it's so utterly ridiculous. But I have to touch on something that you just brought up. 12 Monkeys, Brad Pitt's best movie ever. It is. Just saying. I'm going to go on the record. Fantastic movie. Yep. He actually can act there, you know? Yeah. He's like, no, but I know. I know. It's like, no, no, no. You yeah, know. exactly. All right. So back to Melvin and the ridiculousness of this of this idea. I, I think we're on to something here. I think we come on to something every week, Esteban, where, where we need to be doing something. And and this movie will be the blockbuster of 21 I mean, that no one saw coming. It, it has all the pieces. We just need to find an agent. You know, we just need to find an agent and uh, start pitching. Okay. I, I'm down and, and I'm sure we could pull the cast together real quick and real easy. And I mean, could you imagine the horror scenes of people running around going, Oh my God, in 150 years, we're going to die. <laughs> if we don't stop using our phones, if we don't stop tweeting and texting and, and putting cat videos up, we're all going to die. Think of the zooms. How many Zettabits are we putting out there with these zooms? You know, even this very one, right? That's it. We're this doing. this this podcast right now is the nail in our coffin. That is what it's the last one over the edge. We're we're on a highway to hell, and there's nothing that can stop us unless we, we need- go back to the Stone Age. I mean, our our Mennonite brothers and sisters. They've got this figured out. They saw it coming. They knew. Yeah, but see, when all the bits take over for the mass, it doesn't matter. You know, the buggies have mass and the horse buggies are going to be data too. So, you know, like they tried to help, but, you know, we didn't listen. (laughs) Oh, my God. So somebody better tell Elon Musk to knock it off with his cyber bridge for the brain. Oh, yeah. His neural link. Yeah. Right. No, we got to have him stop the Neuralink because if we actually oh, download our yeah, brains, yeah, yeah. the information, dude, we're talking like exabytes worth of data coming out of every person's head. We're, we're going to knock the earth off of its axis. We're, we're all going to die if that happens. I think it's every catastrophe movie will be subsumed into, one. into this one. Oh, right? Dude. Like, I, dude, I, so hold on. Axis tilting, right? Uh, we got we got the, um, yeah, go, go the Gulf Stream stopping, right? Yeah. We got the moon crashing into the Earth, right? We got the massive data center covering the whole Earth. It's like basically you can make everything into one. This is the catastrophe movie. I, I love this. I love this idea of the penultimate catastrophe movie. Oh, and it's all our fault. You know, I'll take that on. I'm fine. You know, it's okay. If, if everything ends with our generation, so, you know, we're going to do. Could be worse. I don't even know how to respond to that, but dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's a mic drop. But, you know, that noise, too, is a bunch of bits. I don't know. I, I can't stop thinking about this. It's like everything dude, now. You know? 
I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. Like every email I write, every, every call I make, every zoom video I'm on. Melvin, all of it. standing on your shoulder going, there you go again. Oh man. Do you remember the wacky world of sports <laughs> back in the day? That's all I can think is like, dude, that we need to have like a show and it's the wacky world of science. And it's just the most outlandish crap that gets published. I mean, ever. They have the ignobles, but I think they. Oh, I know, but dude, the ignobles and the Darwins, this is beyond that. Yeah, there is. We also need music because you said Highway to Hell. How awesome would it have been to just cue that in? You know? Oh, right. Or any of the heavy metal references. I, I'm with you, buddy. I, I'm with you. It's a work in progress. We'll, we'll, we'll have to prove it. Of course, you know, music. What is music on top of this? More data, more bits. More data, more data. More data. Can't have the data. The data. The data is terrible. And and he didn't even go into the analog data. I mean, holy crap! The analog data, the biological data that we've got. Where does it stop? I mean, like the freaking sunsets and sunrises and all the dolphins, you know, chirping away. It's like they're crazy data. You know what we need to be doing? We need to be watching the dolphins. Because if I learned anything from Hitchhiker's Guide, the dolphins are going first. I think um, I read something maybe for some time in the future. North Koreans apparently have a massive pen full of military dolphins. <laughs> you know, we've caught them. <laughs> anyway, not today, but uh, yeah. That, <laughs> yes, I want sharks with lasers. <laughs> you know, everybody made fun of Mike Myers, and it turns out that he was calling it exactly like it was going to happen no I, I i'm telling you i just want to know and maybe people can respond to this what's the villain name that you give this yahoo <laughs> that is a good poll that is a good poll like you know maybe if we get like the five people who are listening to this to you know i think that, we're up to four four i think we're up to four no, but i want a, an odd number so that there's no ties right all right, I'll vote twice. <laughs> not by mail. No, no, not by mail. I'll, I'll make sure to punch it and bring it in so you can see the hanging chad. Yes, please. I want to examine the chad. <laughs> All right, my friend, let's wrap this up. So from the wacky world of ridiculous papers, thanks for joining us. And please don't believe everything you read. Until next week. It's Grumpy One and Grumpy Two signing off. Toodles. <laughs>